Opinions expressed on ACB Radio are those of respective program contributors and cannot be assumed to serve as endorsements of products or views of the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. Welcome in. Take my hand. Say hello to who you know and who you don't and who you can. We'll give promise to your springtime and beginnings to your ends. We'll try not to be cautious, we'll be friends. Welcome in everyone to Visibilities on a very, very beautiful spring evening. Uh, It's probably still spring afternoon where some of you are, Um, but it's just, it's been 80 degrees here in Maryland today and the sun has been out they were predicting rain and it didn't come i think today's my son's birthday and i think he probably wished for it and he got his wish (laughs) Uh, i am very pleased to welcome this evening our guest this evening is uh jerry barrier and i think many of you know jerry he has been involved with the bay state council and with acb for a long time now. Um, but Jerry is very, very well known in the birding hobby, uh, the, the uh, entire birding experience. I know the, there's a program on, radio program on called Ray Brown's Talking Birds. It's on Talking Birds, it's my mistake. It's on various stations during the week. And uh, in Boston, I know it's on, on, I think it's Sunday morning at 9.30 on WROL. And um, they periodically ask Jerry to be a guest on there. I know every year he goes up once or twice a year and does a seminar up um, at the uh, flagship store of L.L. Bean. And I am just so delighted that he was able to join us tonight. And I think a lot of people... We're very happy that you're here tonight, Jerry, because this is one of the largest calls we've had in a long time. <laughs> Let's hope so, they don't all hang up before it's over. <laughs> I don't think that's going to happen. So what I'm going to ask people to do is for right now, while Jerry does some presenting, um, to stay muted or to just stay very quiet, keep your background quiet as much as possible. And we will be taking questions in a little bit. You have 35 participants. Uh, yes, we do. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't include what we usually have on mainstream. <laughs> and we record it for a future podcast. So thank you all. Let's just all be quiet and listen to Jerry now. <laughs> okay. Good evening, everybody. My name is Jerry Barrier. And just tell you a little bit about how I uh, got started in birding. And then I'll give you a little test. Uh, but I won't ask you to answer the questions. I'll just ask you to think about them and and you can let me know later whether you knew the answers. I'm going to play some bird sounds and say, what do you think that is? So I got interested in birding when I was in college. I was in a biology class and my professor wasn't sure what to do with me when they were getting ready to start cutting frogs up with scalpels. (laughs) And uh, He came up with this brilliant idea that has turned out to be one of the greatest gifts I've ever received. And that was, he let me borrow his long play record albums of Cornell uh, bird sounds. And he said, at the end of the semester, your lab portion is going to be, your grade will be based on how well you're able to identify some birds when I take you for a walk in the woods. And I thought, oh my gosh, I was like, 19 years old at the time. And I remember listening to those records and thinking, those birds all sound the same to me. You know, there are some kind of neat sounds, like I like the sound of the cardinal. That one was an easy one to learn, but a lot of them sounded very similar. Uh, But the more I listened to them, the more I realized I really liked this. And I got hooked by the probably mid-semester. And the next thing I knew, everywhere I went, Anytime I got out of a car, anytime I stepped outdoors, if I opened a window, I was hearing birds and wondering what they were, and I started to learn them. 
I'm not great at it because my memory isn't the greatest. It's not getting better as I get older. I can tell you that for sure. But every year I try to retune my ear to some of the bird sounds by studying them again. And I've got various ways that I uh, am able to listen to them. One of the things I have is an alphabetical listing of about 300 birds by name in my computer. So I'm able to get to a specific bird pretty quickly if I want to hear it. So if we have time tonight, I'll be happy to take a few requests and play some bird sounds. Um, But that's how I got started in it. And I'm willing to talk about uh, recording bird sounds because I've done that some. I have a website, which is birdblind.org which I've had for many years. And it's just an old fashioned, plain old HTML website without much of anything fancy. Although my twin brother took some pictures of birds and helped me put some of those on to uh, to combine them with the sounds that I have. So that is the one, uh, one thing that I did add. But I, I've done some bird recording um, and I can talk about a number of aspects of the birding hobby and I just love it. Uh, I'll tell you one more thing before I start playing some sounds and that is one of the things that keeps me active in birding is that I believe I miss a lot of beauty by not being able to see what other people see. And I believe even more firmly that my hobby of birding has given me a way to find beauty and appreciate beauty around me because I've learned to love the sounds that they make, not just the pretty ones either. I love listening to crows. I mean, I just think they're great. And I will admit, this is a, no, this is a private conversation, so I can be frank here. Sometimes when I'm walking along, if I hear a crow up above me, I think it's talking to me. And uh, I like that. I like thinking that it's looking down at me and saying, how are you doing down there? (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, so let's start with a couple of, uh, maybe we'll test Terry since she's unmuted. We'll have her answer some of these questions. So let's try a bird and we'll see how it sounds and see if we know what it is. Here goes. Sounds like a duck. Uh, to me. It sounds like a duck and it looks like a duck and it swims like a duck. It's probably a duck and it is a duck. Thank Next. God. I was, thought you were going to give me a tricky one. All right. So far, <laughs> you're doing well, Terry. All right. Here's another one for the you. The next one's going to be Frank. So think- <laughs> 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 okay. What is it, Frank? No, no. I, I think a, I'm going to say some kind of a hawk. I think a lot of people are saying it starts with a C and the second letter is an R. Crow. Right. <laughs> that is the. I told you I'm bad. <laughs> common American crow. All right. I'm going to try another one here. Now, I don't expect you to know the answer to that one. Somebody on this call may, but that one sounds a little bit more obscure. It's actually another kind of a crow. And uh, I've heard people call it the uh-uh bird because it sounds like it's saying uh-uh, but it's a fish crow. And I recorded a fish crow while inside the Carroll Center for the Blind uh, main building one time, I heard one through the window outside and I grabbed my microphone, stuck it out the window and recorded it. So they're, they're around this area. So that was a fish crow. I'm going to do two more and then I'll talk a little more. Here's uh, an interesting one. And I'm going to let this play because it does a couple different things. Okay. Wow. Sounds and like it's that, laughing at me or it's laughing at, at me or at itself. I'm not sure which. <laughs> Probably me. Um, <laughs> so what's our uh, national bird? The bald eagle. That's it. That's the bald Is eagle. Is that what that was? Yep. 
But oh, I will tell see, you. I would have assumed. I would have assumed since they are so large that it would have a deeper uh, sound than that. Yes. Yeah, the bald eagle does not have a particularly fierce sound, and therefore, a lot of times on TV, if there's a movie and they're showing an eagle and they play the sound of it, they play the sound of a red-tailed hawk because it just sounds a lot more fierce than the eagle does. But we birders know about that stuff, so we uh, criticize them when that happens. All right, here's one more. I know everybody, just, just about everybody on here knows that one. Is that some kind of a wobbler? Mm, how about a gobbler? Oh, it's a turkey. <laughs> Let me play it's a little more. I was going to say turkey. Yeah. yeah. That's right. Let me play a little more just to, so you can confirm it. Yep, that's a turkey. And <laughs> wow. turkeys have become rather common in urban areas, as probably a lot of you know. We uh, we live in Malden, Massachusetts, and uh, last spring we had a family of turkeys for quite a while. I don't know how many weeks they were around, and I could hear them clucking in the yard. And you know, every once in a while you'd hear the the male, the tom turkey gobble. But uh, they were fun. Uh, my wife, Lee, loved watching them and was always telling me about what they were doing out there and everything. So, in fact, I think she's on board with us tonight. So uh, she knows all these birds. She's getting to know a lot of them. All right. Let's try one more here. <laughs> that sounds pretty fierce, doesn't it? Yeah, it sounded like a dive. I never heard that first. one. Yeah. I was, um, when my kids were little, I was on vacation near Zanesville, Ohio, at a uh, camp once. And we heard that sound at night, and it scared us all to death. I mean, it sounds like some kind of an otherworldly kind of a thing. But that is actually called a barn owl, B-A-R-N, barn. There's that's also an owl called the barred owl, and that's B-A-R-R-E-D, and that's a very different one. So I'm going to go ahead and just keep playing a few of these, uh, if, if that's okay with you, Terry. And then it's after fine I guess, with me, do we want to let some people raise their hand and if they have a guess on what it is? Sure. That's yeah. Fine. All right. Here goes All another right. one. And I'll tell you, I could hear a whippoorwill in the background on that recording, uh, way in the background. I don't know if anybody noticed that. No. That bird. Um, that's Mary, Hero Mary Heroyan. Okay. Hey, Mary. Hey, hey, Jerry. So was that the great horned owl? Uh, no, it's no. the barred owl. It is the barred owl. Okay. Yeah, that's the one that says, who cooks for you? Mm, who right. cooks for you all? Uh, so that let me play a little bit more of it here. Well, maybe not. I guess that's all he wanted to play. Um, so hold on there, Mary. I'm going to try another one here. Ah. I'll give you all a clue. This bird says its name. Yes. Could I guess, Jerry? Sure. Is it the Phoebe? It is. It's the Eastern Phoebe. And... Uh, there's another bird that sounds like it's saying Phoebe sometimes, and that's the chickadee, but it's a much clearer, smoother sound. Some people say that it's saying, hey, sweetie, but the Phoebe has a burry kind of a rough sound to it, a really neat bird to hear. Okay, let me try another one. Okay, and I don't even, I have these written just as numbered birds, and I can't remember what they are until I hear them. Carolyn, you were in, in Maine. Um, if you want to unmute, you can take a chance at answering one. So this is the chickadee, and it sort of sounds like Phoebe, but it isn't. And you'll hear it say its name in a minute. Mm -hmm. Chickadee, dee, dee. It's a chickadee, wow. Yep. Oh, I gave that one away, didn't I? <laughs> <laughs> All right. This next one, let's see if anybody knows it. 
This is a bird that's, uh, you know, we use, like a lot a of, we use a lot of uh, words to, to try to remember what birds sound like. We put words to it. And this one says, cheer, chirple charmer, cheer, chirple charmer. And it is a migratory bird and one that people love looking at. How about it, Mary? Anybody know what I, this one is? I'm not sure, Jerry. Does anyone think they know? Is it a bluebird? It is. Very good. Wow. Yeah, it's a bluebird. Um, and that's not one that a lot of people know. That's a that was a good one. All right, here goes another one. This is a bunch of birds, it's not just one. Does anybody know what that is? If not, I'll give you some clues. Anybody wants to try, just unmute yourself. Okay, it's a black bird, uh, not real big. They, they congregate in large flocks. They make all kinds of crazy sounds. They don't just do one thing. They make all these weird mm. whistles and screeches and they imitate other birds. And they came from Europe. So the first part of their name is European. It's not a mockingbird, is it? It is a mimic, but it's not a mockingbird. Is it the starling? Uh, it is. It's the European starling, and there are lots of those around. All right. Here goes another one. I've got about 20 here. So, Terry, if you feel like we should stop and do something else for a while, just let me know. We're up to number 12. Let's do a couple more anyhow. Okay. Yep. This is known That's as the red-winged blackbird. Yes, yeah. absolutely. The red-winged black blackbird, one of the greatest harbingers of spring. And they tend to be around marshy wetland areas and uh, very easy to identify when you hear them. Once you've heard that conqueree, uh, you if you can remember that, they're easy to identify. Okay, here's one more. Uh, that's a gross beak. Mm, good guess. As Ray Brown would say, a top quality guess. Is it, is it right? <laughs> is it no, a robin? It is a robin. Uh, it is not an English robin. It's the American robin. They're very different birds. Uh, they sound completely different, but that is the American robin. Um, it sounds very much like the, um, what somebody said, the, uh, gosh, I can't think of the word now, the grosbeak. Grosbeak. Yeah. Grosbeak. Um, it, the difference is that the, the grosbeak sounds like a robin that took singing lessons because it actually has a, has a clearer, sweeter sound than the robin does, uh, but they sound very similar. And there's another one that sounds similar to the robin, which is the scarlet tanager, and it's said to sound like a robin with a sore throat. And uh, a lot of these birds have not only a song, which we just heard a bunch of, but they also have a call, which is some kind of a, like a single note, usually not particularly melodic. And it's used to maintain contact with, with family members of the bird. Uh, it's used to communicate with other birds and, uh, it can be very diagnostic when you're trying to figure out what a bird is. The robin uh, has sort of a whinny sound that it does sometimes, and it also does a, a clucking sound. I'm going to just play the rest of this robin so you can hear some of the different sounds that it makes. Uh...
That's a sound I always recognize. That too. And that. <laughs> so I hope these are coming through okay on you. They are. There's some really nice sounds. I love listening to those sounds. The robin is said to say, cheer up, cheer up, cheerily, cheer up. And it says it over and over and over again, which brings up a question. Why do birds sing? Do you think they sing to um, annoy us early in the morning or to entertain us? You know, I wake why, us up. <laughs> why do birds sing? Um, I've already said why they, they make call sounds, and that's to for contact and just for conversation with other birds. But why do they sing? Anybody know? Um, I'm thinking maybe to, um, like, it's a good day. Um, it's a beautiful day. They're happy. Um, Anybody well, else have a thought it, on that? Yeah, it could be to uh, claim their territory. Yeah. Uh -huh. What about another possible? Attract a mate. Attract yes. a mate. Those are the main two ones uh, to claim territory and to attract a mate. And it's mostly the males who sing. And it also, in many cases, the male birds are uh, prettier looking than the female birds, that the female birds tend to be more drab. Um, and, but the males, uh, when they are singing, they're saying, hey, girls, I'm right here. I'm very healthy. You can tell by the sound of my song. And I'm looking for a woman. And that's, that's what they do. They do it from very early in the morning. And uh, you know, they, they're not interested in entertaining us. I can guarantee you that. Uh, but they do entertain us. I love listening to them. I, I like keeping my bird feeders filled so that I can attract birds to near my house. And I just love hearing them. I like hearing them in flight. I like it when I hear them out in the trees. I have no interest in having a pet bird. My son has a uh, uh, conure, which is a small parrot, real small, like parakeet size. And it's very tame. It was, it was raised from birth around people. So it will climb on your shoulder. And, you know, it almost bit my ear the last time I was over there. It, it was climbing up on my head and I felt it pecking at my ear my son grabbed it just in time but they are they're very gregarious very friendly little birds but and i enjoy you know visiting the bird but i have no real interest in having a bird in a cage that just doesn't do it for me i i like to hear birds with the echo of the sounds of the woods around them and things like that and uh, so i much prefer to to hear them outdoors um i think what i'd like to do I don't know how much time we have, but I'd like to open it up for questions if anybody I has was, any. I was just going to suggest that what I'm going to ask people to do is if you have a question, leave either raise your hand now or leave it raised from before. If you had your hand raised to guess at one, but you don't have a question, then would you please lower your hands now? And I can also and take requests. While you're doing that, and while you're doing that, um, I have somebody sitting beside me as an additional person to this uh, call tonight who has a question. So we can let, I'll let Frank do the question while everyone's raising and lowering their hands. Sounds good. Frank. Hi, Jerry. Hey, Frank. So, so nice, so nice to hear you. I remember meeting you, uh, oh my goodness, back at the uh, uh, Pittsburgh uh, Con ACB convention in, in 03 and you were such a gentleman inviting me to lunch. I was going alone <laughs> and you invited me to come to lunch with you and your and your Pennsylvania former schoolmates. That was such a gentleman. Uh, it was so nice, Jerry. You know, uh, I remember that actually now that you mentioned you? Oh, yeah. <laughs> that was so nice of you and they were nice too, of course. But uh, my question is, I noticed you mentioned um, uh, feeding the birds, which it certainly makes sense to me, but do you think, um, I have heard the position that it is better to let them get the insects uh, in, in, you know, in, in a time like in the summertime when, there, when there's plenty of them around, that it's appropriate to feed them uh, at times, you know, like, like in the winter, like in the, the, the late winter or early spring or, or late fall. Does that... I guess I guess that's wrong, right, Jerry? What do you? 
Well, I think the general belief is among most birders that I've talked to mm -hmm. is that the birds get along just fine, whether we feed them or not. Um, if we want to feed them and it's okay, but most people do stop feeding them in the, in the late spring and summer when they're, when bird uh, seeds and bugs and things are plentiful. But the general consensus is that it, it's okay if you really want to feed them, you're not doing the birds any great favor because they can find plenty of food, whether you have your feeders out there or not. But the best time when they really can, can gain some great value is when you're feeding them in the winter time. Thank you, Jen. You're welcome. Gary, you have 35 minutes. Oh, oh, I don't know how much time you have. Okay. Yeah, we're, we're doing okay for now. Area code 207. If you want to unmute, I think that's Carolyn. Yes, it's me. Hi, Hi. all of you. Jerry, what a delight to hear you. <laughs> hey, what <Carol>. fun. <laughs> yeah, my question is, I love bird sounds. I've got a, a um, recording of some from the Peterson. It's the birding um, ear, I think it's called, and it's got all kinds of... My question, though, is how do I... Uh, without a sighted person, I've walked with sighted people and said, oh, I hear that. It's right up there. And they've said, yeah, it's right where you're pointing. <laughs> but is that what you need is a sighted person to, to, to kind of learn? There's so many. I get overwhelmed by, I'm, I know I'm not making sense here. I get overwhelmed by the, the multitude of bird sounds and I want to learn one. Okay, I'm going to learn that one, you know. But how, how, do, how does someone do that? Well, it does take a lot of practice, and I can tell you that I'm still learning them, and I've been doing it since 1972. Um, but it is best to start with a few, you know, start with the robin and the cardinal and the red-winged blackbird, maybe, and get really good at those. Because the more you learn and the more you start to recognize, the more you're going to want to recognize other ones, and it just kind of snowballs. Mm -hmm. But um, you're, you mentioned about you know, having a sighted person with you, that certainly does help. I think I would be a, a much better birder if I were able to spend more time outdoors with sighted people who know birds and and can corroborate what I think I'm hearing because I hear stuff all the time. Mm -hmm. and I wonder what that is. You know, I'll, I'll come up with an answer, but it may not be right. So uh, it is helpful, but you can also, you can do birding anywhere where you can you can stick your head out a window, basically. And, you know, a lot of people believe that birding is mostly mostly a visual hobby. It's It couldn't be more the opposite. Uh, mm -hmm. Your vision is restricted to a certain number of degrees of, um, of the way your head turns from side to side and how far your eyes can, can move and all that. But your hearing is 360 degrees. So, you know, you... It can be a very auditory uh, pastime, and it's much more than a pastime for me. It really is a, a passion for me. But um, but I, I urge you to listen to those birding by ears record by ear recordings and take them a few at a time and and get better and better at it. You, you'll find that it brings a lot of joy. It certainly does to me. And somebody mentioned I heard this before the call actually officially open. And I'll just say this because I heard it, that the Hadley School for the Blind uh, has a course in learning bird sounds. So you might want to look into mm. that. Your courses are free. Mm. And uh, so it might be something to look into. Mm -hmm. Thank Great. you. Appreciate Thank it. you, Carolyn, for sharing with us tonight. Uh, Nellie, if you would unmute. We must have 15 hands raised at least at this point. Hi, this is, this is Nellie from Santa Maria, California. Hi, Nellie. Hi, Nellie. Welcome. Thank you for putting this on today. Um, um, I just wanted to share that, uh, um, that I've been uh, doing uh, birding since 98, um, and I'm mainly familiar with uh, West Coast birds. I live in in the central coast of California between Santa Barbara and San Luis Obispo. And, uh, and I've had opportunities to uh, take some courses birding by ear and attend some bird festivals. And, and it's just great fun. My husband is hard of hearing. So 
uh, and he's sighted. So we go walking together. I hear them and point them out. And then he gets his scope and looks at them and, and verifies whether it's correct or, or not correct. So we make a really good team. That's it great. Sounds it. What a great partnership. That, that is great. And, you know, the birds are different on the West Coast than they are in the East Coast. I'm not so familiar with Western birds as I am the Eastern ones. And I'll, I'll mention another thing about hearing. My hearing has gotten progressively worse as I've gotten older. And a lot of times when Lee and I are out, we'll, we go and walk in a local cemetery and there are ducks there and a wide variety of bird at, birds, actually. But a lot of times she'll say, what was that one? And I'll say, what was what one? I didn't hear anything because my high frequency hearing has gone down considerably. And that's, you know, really sad for me, but um, I am able to hear the lower frequency still well. And I actually have hearing aids that I occasionally will put on uh, specifically so that I can hear the birds better. So, all right. Any more questions? Plenty more. So if people could make them as short as possible so we can get as many in as we can. Area code 760, ending in 345. If you would unmute. Uh, yes. There you are. Yeah, Hello. yeah this is Beth. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I uh, am here. I'm from Iowa, actually. I'm Western California, but I'm here. You know, it's good you play that robin because we do have a lot of robins here. Um, now, what did I have a question? What did you say the what, what was it? The barn owl? Um, what was by his sound? Oh, the bard. What, what was he saying? Uh, the bard, Al, B-A-R-R-E-D. Bar, bard owl. Yeah. What, what was he saying again? He was saying, who cooks for you? And if he's from the South, sometimes he says, who cooks for you all? <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, and, and also where... And the great horn owl, the great horn, oh, sorry. The great horn owl says, who's awake? Me too. Kind of like. Oh. <laughs> 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 no, no wonder you oh, think wow. the crows are talking yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mary, so, so your website, I can hear birds. You know, you know, you can, like, I could hear, like, the birds. Are they mentioned what they are? Like, if I want to study more about birds, because I've taken that Hadley class. Yeah. And, and that was interesting, too. Yeah. Yes. My website has, I've never counted how many are on there, but maybe between 60 and 80 different birds that I've recorded myself. So some of the recordings are not that great. Uh, it's hard to, you know, find places where it's quiet, where you can record the birds, but and I, I haven't right. all a good equipment yeah. either. But yeah, you can go on there and find lots of birds to, and they're all identified. And your website and again blind. is what? Uh, it's birdblind, B-I-R-D-B-L-I-N-D dot org. And for anybody right. who okay. doesn't know, a bird blind is actually, it's like a, uh, a little uh, barrier that has slats in the wall that you can look through but the birds don't notice that you're there and they'll come right up close and people love to sit. And they have, some of them are called duck blinds too. They used to use those when they would, would hunt ducks, they would stand in the duck blind and wait for the ducks to come close and then shoot them. But um, I'm not in favor of that. Mm -hmm. I, I like no. listening to them. Well, thank you, yeah. Beth. We need to move mm -hmm. on though, I'm afraid. Uh, Mary Highland. Hi, um, I came in a, a few minutes late, so you might have already covered this, but um, I, um, I noticed that the birds, of course, are having a party first thing in the morning, but then they seem to be having a party again just before evening. That's um, very true. Uh, they... They get very animated early in the morning because they've just woken up and they're full of energy and vigor and full of, um, can I say the word lust on here? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the male birds, that's when they really sing the most. And then in the evening, as they're getting ready to wind down for the day, they tend to sing not as much as they do in the morning, but they do sing most early in the morning and right around sunset. 
And what is it? So it's just to wind down their day because I was wondering, you know, what's the reason for that? Yeah, some of it is just because they they need practice. And believe it or not, that, that's actually true. Especially the young birds will practice the sounds that they hear other birds making because they don't, this is not all totally instinctual. They, uh, they do learn from each other and uh, uh, birds have different dialects in different areas, believe it or not. I, uh, I used to listen to the tufted titmouse in Marlboro, Massachusetts. And then I used to hear one in Shrewsbury where I lived and it, it seemed that it had a a slightly different cadence to it, which always really amazed me until I read that that's, that's not actually my imagination. It's true. It actually happens that way. <clears throat> for heaven's sake. Thank well, you. Thank you for calling. Thank you for joining us. Uh, Deborah Jackson, if you would unmute, please. Okay. There Hi, you are. how are you doing? I'm, I'm Deborah. Deborah. Hey there, Deborah. Um, yeah, um, I never, uh, I'm hard of hearing, and I never was able to hear the bird, but then until I got my coat clear, and then I'm hearing early in the morning, which eventually got on my nerves, like, well, when did you guys stop? <laughs> and uh, the question I need to ask is, I used, when I had my vision, I used to love to see, remember the encyclopedia, and each state had the birds, mm -hmm. so do you know each state? Um, bird, like what Colorado birds sound like? No, I don't. I, I'd be. I'm thinking the Colorado state bird might be the golden eagle, but I'm not sure. I know the uh -huh. Massachusetts bird is the chickadee. Okay, that's also the state bird of Maine and a couple of other states. Okay, thank you. Yeah, they're very pretty. <coughs> Excuse me, Chris Coulter. Hi. <clears throat> yeah, I, I, um, as you were playing the recordings, and I was trying to guess, but I, of course, uh, was silent and was wrong a lot of the time, <laughs> because um, I come from the state of Washington, and I was hearing a lot of birds that you were rec had recorded that were similar mm -hmm. to uh, what I know, but they weren't quite the same. And um, so I'm really aware of how different the eastern uh, area of the, of the country, their birds are. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Yep. All right. Thanks. Okay. Thanks, Chris. Area code 201. If you would unmute. Hi. Hi, Hi. this is Lisa. I, I live in Florida now. I used to live in New Jersey and I used to find it so annoying early in the morning that a bird before sunrise would wake me up when I had before I had to get up for work and work was really intense <laughs> and um I thought it was a mockingbird and then I moved down to Florida and there's a bird that will like go after my guide dog if we go close to the nest on the tree and I don't know what tree it is <laughs> um could it, could it be a mockingbird are they on the you know on the eastern seaboard in Florida and New Jersey and what kind of sounds do they make? If you have any sampling of that by any chance? Uh, the mockingbird, there's the northern mockingbird and the southern mockingbird. And I can't really tell the difference. They sound pretty much the same to me. And they imitate almost all the other birds. They'll imitate car alarm sounds. They imitate all kinds of things. So here's a little, uh, little bit of a northern mockingbird. And you can kind of tell that they're not the real thing because they tend to say there's the sound three to four times and then they get tired of that one and they go on to another one. So give a listen here. Northern mockingbird. So that's, that's just a little bit of, they have hundreds or maybe thousands of sounds that they can make. By the way, I want to put a uh, quick plug in for the person who recorded all these birds that I'm playing. He's a, one of the most, uh, one of the foremost nature recordists in the world. His name is Lang Elliott. And uh, if you look up his name on the web, you'll find a lot of uh, great podcasts that he's done. He used to do a series called the music of nature 
He also has recorded insects and now he's gotten into the videos more, but great guy and fantastic recordings. Okay. Very good. Viola. Yes. Good afternoon. I'm from Washington state as well. And what is the difference between a meadowlark that we might find in the prairies or is there a difference and the Western meadowlark? And do you have one we could hear? Uh, there is a difference. I can probably find the eastern meadowlark. I'm not sure that I have the western one. Here's the eastern meadowlark. And just so you know, it says spring of the year. So see if you agree with this. Eastern meadowlark. And the Western Meadowlark is similar to that, but doesn't have quite as high a pitch and just a slightly different sound. I don't think I have that one. So, but that was the Eastern one. Well, thank you. Um, Catherine Golding. Hi. Um, tell me how I can discourage house sparrows from my bird feeders. <laughs> well, that's a tough one because they are one of, if not the most common bird in this area. I heard my wife Lee laugh from upstairs when you said that because she's always talking about the, the house sparrows here. And they're so aggressive. Yeah, they they're and there are lots of them. They're an invasive bird from Europe that was brought over here a long time ago. And they really are one of the most common birds and they love to eat and uh they're pretty hard to discourage unless you can find something that they don't like and put that in your feeders. And that's pretty hard to do. Well, my cat catches a couple of them, but, um, <laughs> but that's probably the best deterrent I can, I know. Yeah. Um, that's for sure. Uh, Carla Hayes. Good evening. Hi there, Jerry, an old friend of yours. Hey there, Carla. I'm really enjoying this because I live where there are lots of birds. And I just had a couple of quick questions. Uh, first of all, um, have you ever heard the Florida crow? It goes, uh-oh, uh-oh, it's a Florida crow. And, and, and my brothers used to always come after me and tease me and say, here comes a Florida crow. <laughs> and the other one is the rufous-sided tui. And oh, I yeah. I keep trying to record it. And every time I get the Olympus out, and it doesn't come around that often, it runs it like, it like it knows I'm going to record it. And the other question I had is there still, I haven't been able to find it, but at one time Bard had a, um, a, um, a, a talking book that identified birds. And I don't know if that didn't make it or not Bard, but the library service. And I don't know if it made it to Bard or not. Yeah, I'm not sure. That was called a bird song tutor. And that was done by my friend Lang Elliott. I like to call him my friend, although I've only ever met him twice. But uh, he's been very, very good to me when I've asked for odd bird sounds that I can't find. And I want to tell you about the uh, the tohe. It's T-O-W-H-E. T-O-W-H-E-E, -E, I believe is the correct spelling. And uh, it's also called the, the rufous-sided tohe. But it says, drink your tea. And then every so often it'll say its name, tohe. So let me give a real quick listen to this for you. Eastern Tohe. And I guarantee you, if my kids, they're, they're of course not children anymore, but if they heard that bird, they would immediately say, hey, that's the drink your tea bird. This one actually goes, tui, 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 tui. Yeah. Yep. But what was the name of that tutorial? Because I'd like to find that too. And, and yeah, I think it's called a bird song tutor. T-U-T-O-R. I hope it made it to Bard. I'm going to look for it. Yeah, it was a great, really good uh, good was. tutorial. But you did hear the Florida crows too? Well, I think that's the same thing as a fish crow because that's exactly what it says. It says, uh-uh. And let me... Uh-oh, uh-oh. It's my yeah. Uh-oh. Uh, let me just see if I can find it here real quick. There's a Florida scrub jay, but I don't, I'm quite sure that's not it. Um, <laughs> here it is, fish crow. I'll just let it play one little short call or two. Fish crow. You think that's it? Might be it. Yeah, I think so. 
you. Thank you so much. And I'm going to check out your website. And All right. Nice to talk to you. Take care, Carla. Thanks, Carla. Eric, you're, uh, no, I'm, yeah, Eric, you're next. Thanks. Do you have a question? Um, yeah, it doesn't sound like Eric because this is his wife, Sue, and Eric's right here. <laughs> <laughs> uh -huh. Sorry, I'm I'm the birder in the family. So, um, Jerry, I know we're from all over the country, um, but you're in Massachusetts. We're in Minneapolis. Um, I'm kind of wondering if you can give us a heads up on what birds to be watching out for in the next couple of weeks or so. Um, no. <laughs> we've had red wing black red wing blackbirds are here, and the ducks are coming in. Yeah, robins. What about bluebirds? Do you get bluebirds there? Yeah, yeah. Um, apparently, there are some scouts in the area, and they expect them to come in a couple weeks. Yeah, they're, um, it's getting to be that time, although a lot of birds, like I, I always, I feel like having a celebration when I hear the first Baltimore Oriole every spring here, because I think they're just a, one of the most beautiful sounding birds. And they don't come in until around the last of April or the beginning of May. And I don't, I'm not real familiar with the Minneapolis area, but I will say hi to you and Eric, because I know you and uh, good to have you on here with us. Yep, we're, we're on because it's you, Jerry. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. Well, I hope we also entice you to come on more often. Yep, right. <laughs> I'll have to bring Jerry back on a regular basis. <laughs> You're going to have to start paying me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. Roberta, if you would unmute. Roberta, there, we there go. you are. Hi there. Hi. Hello. Do you have a question? Um, you can tell us information or something to go if we, yeah, if we, if we have a, um, a bird song that we don't know what it is and we want to submit it someplace to say, what might this be? That's a very difficult one. I, I've always wanted to have a place where I could send a little recording and, you know, there are some birding uh, listservs that you can send a file to, but I don't know of any that are active right now. But that does remind me of something I want to mention, which is there's a uh, an iPhone app called LarkWire, L-A-R-K-W-I-R-E, which it takes a little bit to learn it because it's it's just a little bit complex, but it's a wonderful app. It I consider it my dream tr come true because it will quiz you. You can tell it which kinds of birds like it do you want to hear uh, birds in the field. Do you want to hear water birds, land birds, uh, northeastern, northwestern? And you can buy these different packets of birds that you can add to the app. And it's very accessible and great fun and, and just really educational to use. So if you're, if you're really interested in starting to learn birds and you're an iPhone user, check out LarkWire. Okay. Thanks. Thanks for your call, Thank you. Roberta. Um, Cheryl from North Carolina. Hi, Jerry. Hi, Jerry. Thank you. Thank you for this. And um, oh man, this is wonderful. I just want to say about somebody asked about the mockingbird. Oh my gosh, yeah. I had a mockingbird that sat there on a sign one day and just looked at my guide dog, my other one, Greg. And next thing I knew, it came diving at us. You know, it was just like it was so weird. So Anyway, oh, and I know the catbird. That's the one that had thrown me off so many times. This sounds like a little kitten. It does, so, yes. So, it makes yeah. other sounds, but every once in a while you hear a meow come out. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, okay, I won't keep you. Thank you, Jerry. All right, I'm going to play guys. a little Thanks. bit of the catbird just so people can hear it. Gray catbird. There's a meow. Yeah. There you go. That's the cat bird. Have we run out of questions? No, we've got two more. Okay. Um, 
Mary Highland is back. I um, people were asking about it, um, if there was a the the bird song tutor on Bard, and it just so happens that I have it on my Victor Reader stream, and I just play it now and then, and it just stays there. So yes, it is still around, and I think it's called Bird Song Tutor for the Visually Handicapped. You know that it's old. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So, but yeah. it, it is good, and I enjoy it. It's very relaxing. Yeah, it's a it's a good one. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, and Jeff M. If you would unmute. Hello. Uh, this will be your second question from someone who lives in Minneapolis. Uh, <laughs> when when we lived in the city we had tons of birds. And now that we moved out to a first ring suburbs, it's very quiet. It's just kind of strange to leave the inner city. And then you would think there would be more birds out here than, you know, in, in town. The only difference I can see is in the inner city um, where we used to live, a lot more trees, like, you know, boulevard trees and out here in the suburbs, they don't want you to do that. So there's much less trees. And could that be the only cause? Well, that certainly could be a big part of it because birds like to have trees that they can safely hide in and that they can go to if some predator is in the area. Uh, lots of birds are able to camouflage themselves if they're, if they're on a branch high up in the tree and um, so that could be part of it, but there may be other reasons too. Uh, certain birds are just more urban birds, like uh, pigeons. You don't see pigeons out in the country very much. You do see morning doves. That's M-O-U-R-N-I-N-G, not morning like part of the day. But uh, pigeons are, are great city dwellers. And there are some other, even the mockingbird is a, quite a city bird. But, uh, you know, it's hard to tell. There could be lots of reasons, uh, but... A couple of them are if there's no water supply nearby where the birds can bathe, that's uh, that's not good because they really need that. And uh, if there's no food supply for them, they're going to go somewhere else. So that's all I can think of. But there could be many other causes, too. So speaking of water, we do have a water feature we run in the backyard and I put a a bigger rock kind of right in the middle of it. So it sticks up above the water line so they can kind of land on it. Yep. That was a, a good thing to do. Absolutely. Yes. Okay. Thank you. Very good. Thank you. Uh, Russell Andrews. Uh, I'm sorry. Russ, yeah. Russell Andrews. Yep. Hey, Jerry. Hi, Russ. Hey, so could you just relay one story of the most interesting bird birding uh, adventure you've been on? <laughs> wow. I, yes, I will tell you a real quick story. I got up one morning in January. At this time, I lived in Shrewsbury, which is in central Mass. I had a guide dog at the time, and she wasn't feeling well, and she needed to get up. And it was like 4.30 in the morning. And I remember going outside, and I knew the temperature was about 10 degrees. And I'm thinking to myself, oh, man, why do I have a dog? Why does she have to not feel well? What am I doing out here at 4.30 in the morning? And all of a sudden, I heard, who's awake? Me, too. Who's awake? Me, too. It was a pair of great horned owls in flight, and they were flying above my head. And my whole world changed at that point. I loved the dog. I didn't mind at all being out in the cold. The whole day was made for me. And it was all because of those two owls, who I'm sure couldn't have cared less about whether I existed or not. But I just found that so fascinating and so enthralling to hear those sounds that they make when they're in flight. And that, that, was, that was the best story I can think of. That's awesome. That's great. Um, Marsha, I know she's been waiting a very long time. Am I unmuted? 
Yes, you are. Good evening. Okay, wait. Uh, <clears throat> am I okay? Am I on now? <laughs> you are. Yeah, you're all set. Jerry, uh, this has been a fantastic program. I really appreciate it. And it happens that I got into uh, bird birding, I guess, the same way you did with college biology. And that was my thing. I was supposed to go out with the graduate student out in the woods and learn all the birds. And um, so I could relate to that, your story. And um, oddly enough, in uh, April 12th in West Virginia, our social call is going to be on birds. And um, I'm learning a lot tonight to, um, to put into that program. Um, and I uh, also wanted to say, I, I, I'm glad that you like the Baltimore Oriole. They are, their sound is so beautiful and they have that hanging nest that's so neat. A little purse, isn't it? I don't know about their nest, but I understand that, that visually they're beautiful. They're striking. Uh, they're orange on the bottom underneath, and they're just really beautiful birds. Yeah, I, someone brought me their nest, and uh, it was like a little purse. Wow. And huh. hangs from a tree. And But anyway, thank you so much for this uh, presentation. It's just wonderful. And by the way, Marsha, they're not very common in Baltimore. I don't, I don't know how oh, they got okay. that name. <laughs> yeah. Well, we get them in West Virginia about the end of May. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Thank you. Well, welcome. Thank you, Marsha. Um, I, I know we live thirty miles from Baltimore. I don't, I don't think I've ever seen one or no. heard one. Not that I would necessarily recognize the sound, but um, unfortunately, I think we're going to have to call call it a day on the uh, hand raising. We still have four more, but we also only have two and a half minutes left. <laughs> um, so I think we're going to have to call it a day. I do. I was going to ask you what your most unusual uh, birding experience had been, but that question got answered. Um, so that's why I was able to get a couple of extra questions on. And I just want to thank you again, Jerry. Yeah. I'll tell you, this has been one of the most popular calls I have seen of any of the calls on community um, for quite a while. I'll tell you, we've had over, we've had something like 57 people on here tonight. Wow. And I think, and I think 47 of them at least raised their hand. <laughs> and I think you answered almost all of those questions. Well, I'm glad to be here. It's always great to talk to a bunch of ACBers. I've been involved with the Council of the Blind since something like 82, I think. I was involved in Pittsburgh before I came up to Massachusetts. And it's great to hear some good old familiar voices and, and very happy to be on here with you. You can well, bring them back again, so Terry. It's Cheryl. Bring them back again. <laughs> yeah, I would love to. Jerry, when can you? Jerry, what are you doing next for today? <laughs> <laughs> Actually, Jerry made a special arrangement because he usually has another engagement on Friday nights. And he made a special arrangement to do this. And that's why I so appreciate what he in, in making the time for us tonight. Um, but I, I just wanted to thank him for that. And soon, for those who have been asking me, I'm hoping that soon the podcasts will be up. Uh, I know ACB Radio is working on them. Um, and they're also working on scheduling us for re repeats. This show would be a great one to repeat. Um, but I know they're working on that. I talked with, uh, with Debbie this week about it and they're trying to get it done as quickly as they can. Um, Anyone that's, I'm still working on getting everything from the Irish stuff up onto the website, thevisibilities.net. Um, what else did I need to tell you? Next Thursday night, this is not part of visibilities necessarily. I just decided that we should do this. And a few other people thought so too. Next Thursday night, we are having a vaccination celebration. Um, and everyone is, everyone is welcome to attend. Um, those who have had their first or second or have fully vaccinated, whatever, you know, I think it's, a, it's, it's given a lot of us a different perspective on what we've done, on, on how well we have all handled the past year. And so you're all welcome to join us then. And uh, next Friday night, we're going to be doing the traditions of Easter. Um, you can tell I'm also from Massachusetts originally. 
traditions and foods for Easter and just kind of a lot of fun things. So anyone that wants to join us, come back next Friday night. We use the same um, meeting ID and password um, next Friday night as we use tonight. And with that, I'm gonna say good night to everyone. Thank Jerry again. I wanna thank Desiree for streaming and Cindy for hosting with me. So have a great sure. week and enjoy the bird, the morning and evening bird concerts. Thank you, Terry. Thank you. Thank you, Terry. Thank you so much, Jerry. Great to hear you. When are you going to be in Maine? When are you coming to Beans again? Um, well, they didn't invite me last year because of the pandemic. Um, so oh, right. maybe they'll invite me, but they probably won't this year either, I'll bet. But Because I would have heard from them by now, I think. It's usually Memorial Day weekend that I come up there. Oh, I'll haunt them. But we might come up for a visit, you know, just to go shopping and things like that. Yeah. Uh, so I love well, coming. Well, be in touch if you do. I'd love okay. to meet you. Very good. All right. All right. Good night. Thank you again. Okay. Mm -hmm. Good night, everyone. Good night, everybody. What did I do? Oh, oh I see. Um, hmm. Nothing I was trying to show.